Welcome to the 2023 Wacker Slaps Division I American Radiohead Championship, where 16 red-blooded American alt-slash-indie bands and musicians go head-to-head to settle once and for all the fiercest debate in music. Who is the American Radiohead? I'm your host, Caleb. As always, I am joined by my fitter, healthier and more productive co-hosts welcome fellow podcasters hey no surprises here i'm noah (laughs) and i'm adrian your friendly producer and yesterday i woke up sucking a lemon sucking on a lemon go suck a lemon adrian took them literally uh, I just need my uh, my Korg. Uh, what is it? The process, the vocal processor. Yesterday I woke up. Oh, like the, the one that was like the tube thing. No, that's Hawkbox, but that's awesome. Like I, the Peter Frampton one. Like, well, I like to think of it as more like Zap. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I think it ended up killing him and didn't get throat cancer. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, back yeah. to the back to the theme at hand here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking yeah. At, I'm looking at a Korg uh, synth as we speak. Nice. You should play it during the show now and do some like live hits. Do like a little <laughs> yeah. a soundboard, a little some impromptu stuff. Um, yeah. Welcome, everyone. It is the third and penultimate round, uh, the semis, what we are calling the vinyl four of our tournament here, <laughs> where. Uh, we have it whittled it down to four bands who are finally facing each other uh, to determine who is the American Railhead. So, yeah, this is uh, this is it. You know, we just had the uh, redacted four happen in the NCAA tournament this past week. And um, I would say shout out UConn, but I don't really give a fuck about New England basketball programs at large so they played a hell of a yeah. game hell of a game that game was boring as shit <laughs> i was some of, i was like watching it and i was like yeah i think i'm good on a half a game of college basketball a year I, this is why people only watch it once a year this is this is yeah. fucking bad but, i i won some money so i didn't care oh but... that's cool nice yeah i was pulling for uh i was pulling for the for the techs San Diego State, you know, as a somebody went to public school, public college here. No, San Diego for State. Them in the system. San Diego State made a good effort. I think this will be their uh, intro entree into the uh, kind of blue blood programs. They could be the next like Gonzaga mm-hmm. or something, or UNLV or something. A, yeah, yeah, perennial. Yeah, yeah maybe Gonzaga is a good good comp. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, not scoring for eleven minutes is uh, not yeah, a good strategy. Hard, yeah, hard I don't, I don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, but imperfect. Uh, you know, tourney uh, form. We're actually in in the madness in April. Little known fact: it doesn't all happen in March. So that is why we are taking our time on this. You know, got to channel the energy. Got to channel the energy, but. Yeah, just to give everyone you know, a quick reminder of what we're doing. Uh, we had 16 bands, you know, indie bands, alt bands, whatever you want to call them, all American. Indie band. rock. Indie rock. Indie rock. Yeah, there we go. You know, on brand for this for this very pod. Facing Some off against each other. 
Yeah, we had <laughs> two other. True. Yeah, that's true. We did musicians, um, but but rappers who musicians. who had you know released independent records. Let's say. Let me ask you guys a question: Is rap technically music? Oh Are boy. they technically musicians? Here we go. Yeah, dude. I off anytime I need to get myself angry, like for whatever reason, I think <laughs> about that argument. I don't entertain that argument because I think it's complete, like just bullshit. But yeah, anytime you need to get yourself worked up, like find like an old MTV or whatever, like Jerry interview Garcia. with like Jerry, <laughs> the Jerry Garcia one is like probably the worst one because you're like, who the fuck are you to talk? You're there- fucking the Grateful Dead and you're dead, by the way. So <laughs> jokes on uh- you. Yeah, those old rockers talking about like hip hop isn't music because it samples other music. They yeah, that's were... rich coming from a dude who was basically in a glorified cover band for fucking 40 years. Exactly, Caleb. They were so <laughs> scared for somebody coming for their lunch that yeah. they were like, like, oh shit, these kids do the same thing that we do, but you can actually like dance to it. And it's yeah. way more popular than. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. That gets no quarter here. That, um, but it is shocking. Every shocking year, how every few years, I think even people our age will still do the whole. Is hip hop even like real? They're not playing their instruments and whatnot. Like remember when like Beck lost to like Beyonce at the Grammys? And, yeah. Well, yeah. Kanye stepped into the stepped into the fray there. Yeah, that yeah. was when I left. Like. uh facebook yeah this is where i leave you folks yeah <laughs> because lot- everyone was like well you don't need to like even entertain Con- yeah kanye is like talking out of pocket of course that's what his whole thing is so you don't even need to like defend beck to like compensate for that you know you could just uh, that was famously him- taylor swift by the way not beck no he no, did there's, a, he, a not the one where he stepped thing. on stage it's where he was like we're not gonna oh, res- you're right. We're not going to respect did it you guys more than if you once? respect Jesus us. Christ, he didn't do asshole. it on stage. No, I, I, but like, I, he did in an interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. It I remember like now. soon thereafter, and he said, we're not playing with you guys anymore. But yes, continue. Why? Us. Who, needs to, yeah. who needs to protect Beck of all people? Yeah, and his was point this, wasn't uh, bad, but it was also coming from him. So you're like, okay, this guy always makes it about himself anyway. So it's like, eh. But it was weird because Beyonce had never won the Grammy album of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And so she beat uh, Beck. So she actually won that year. But then a no. bunch of people. I thought Beck like, won for some shit. It was, wasn't it out. like something like Beck won record of the year and she won like, you know, or no, album, she won record yeah, of the year and he yeah, won it was like a split or something. She didn't like, yeah. <laughs> so Kanye was like, she should have won everything. Yeah. And he's right. probably yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then I was uh, shocked how many that. of like my <laughs> peers on Facebook that were just like Beck played or he plays 14 instruments on, <laughs> on his album. Beyonce didn't play any like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, did you even listen to that Beck album? Yeah, have you heard Beck since Sea Change? It's he pretty played, bad, even played, before Sea Change. He played think, 40 <laughs> instruments and they sounded boring. He plays 40. Yeah. <laughs> that dude, that's the whole like I played 16 instruments. It's like, yeah, but would you rather play like, like two very well or play like 18 mediocre? Or right. like, yeah. You're not Prince, brother. Yeah. Uh, and also those same fucking 
keyboard warriors like oh so they're forgetting he's a scientologist because they'll seem like the oh. same people who'd be all like i can't support scientology yeah so it's like oh you're just gonna let that slide on back for a little bit but yeah to that, like put to down me, a black man all right that was the canary in the, the canary in the coal mine when i left yeah facebook <laughs> you know before like trump it was like Wait, yeah, you saw I'm that out. coming. I'm yeah, you, you presaged this, it. This weird conservatism, like yeah. my All grandpa to defend, liked music like, when somebody just played guitar by themselves. Like yeah. the irony is, is, like the fucking shit country that these people listen to is closer to hip hop than any rock and yeah. roll. Yeah, or the fact that Bex. His most famous song is "I Got Two Turntables and a it. Microphone." Yeah, like, right? The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Beck grew up in like fucking Compton or whatever. Like he, yeah. or, like well, he, he grew up in yeah, LA, LA listening to hip hop. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's obviously a fan. Right. I know. I, I felt bad for Beck too because it was like this straw man argument where they were like pitting Beyonce against Beck and he's like I want no part of yeah, well, I mean, it yeah well. I'm sure he was just like well what the hell like she's great she's amazing like why, why wouldn't like I I love R&B and, and rap like obviously like listen to my fucking music for fuck's sake yeah I I think it's just embarrassing in the first place to care about the Grammys at all honestly yeah, totally oh yeah true but did you guys know that the uh the Grammys did away with gendered awards this year and nobody, I, nobody noticed or gave a cares. fuck. Yeah, yeah. I so I actually kind of like, like huh, that. That's no, it, it's cool. like it made the most sense, and so it there was like absolutely no like. I mean, there's probably on some like really, you know, pretty grimy corners of the internet, you're gonna find some reactionary. People, oh yeah. But other than that, it's like you had to be reminded that that happened this year. So that's like, yeah. you should do that with the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I just meant I, what I mean is award shows are tedious. Not oh yeah, the, uh, oh yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the whole like they're tedious, and the whole conversation around them is, which is funny because we're basically doing a four part <laughs> award show here. But yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you? Well, do? that's our opinion, so that fucking, right. that's that, all that matters. That's so. actually the only opinion that matters in all yeah. music. So yeah, um, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. And so, anyways, all, we find uh, we're gonna get hashtag. Why Wacker Slaps so Wacker Slaps so white. So masculine, so white on yeah. their their vinyl four. Yeah. <laughs> All I will say is before you guys go and you know uh put those accusations out in the world, create your hashtags, just look at the last names of the three creators of this podcast. And we have we have completely absolved of anything thorny <laughs> when it comes to conversations of identity, race, whatever. Yeah, we're just, good to go. Just, yeah, we're good to go. So, yeah. And anyway. to be fair, there is one woman still left in the competition. Oh yeah, that's true. And yeah, you know, yeah. she's she's quite the quite the vocalist. So yeah, and they all knows? have. She, uh, could, uh, she could take it all the way. They all have moms, and sisters. And wives <laughs> oh, and that's stuff, that's right? the worst argument. I yeah. Hate that <laughs> yeah. If you if you can't tell by our voices, hey fool, we are three white presenting. <laughs> Mexican homies over here. <laughs> like two. Yeah, Adrian I'm 100% right. Yeah. Adrian presents pretty well. What you talking about, homie? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you got that Guadalajara in you, homie. Right? It's true. I do. I do got some red hairs in my beard, so. All right. Well. Uh, yeah, so where were we? Yeah, so 16 bands faced off, and then we had uh, face off. <laughs> we had our uh, Indie 8. And now it's down to four, vinyl four. So here we are. And yeah, 
it's all these bands that we think uh, kind of belong in the conversation around who the American Radiohead is. So, um, yeah, it's been a fun tournament so far, and we're it's getting down to the wire right now. So, yeah, we're excited to keep this thing going. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, yes. so for the past couple episodes, we were talking about, like, you know, edge cases of bands that could have fit into the tournament, bands we might have forgot about or kind of represent the conversation but from maybe a different genre i know we talked about like a few like metal heavier bands or like hip-hop folks or whatever but i was thinking like you know radiohead didn't just get formed out of whole cloth you know they, they didn't exist in a vacuum of original scene or influences and all that so who what made radiohead at what point was radio call radiohead called the british blank or the our generation's blank, you know, mm. you guys really? putting, picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. Well, there's one band in particular that I hear a lot. And I think we can all guess what that is. A little band called Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. Floyd. Yeah. That's true. That is true. But then I was reading interviews and might've just been on Wikipedia or something. It was like some pull quote or whatever that like some of the members of Radiohead said like they never listen to Pink Floyd like they, <laughs> it wasn't a big band for them yeah well I think but, some of them did because I know at least one of them was like praising metal and some of the other yeah more, not obscure but some of the lesser lesser beloved Pink yeah. Floyd records yeah um or at least they became familiar with them at some point you know? yeah well, a yeah, lot of yeah. uh and that's usually the correct take for like guys who make music like this you know it's like I know like I've said that like animals and metal are my pink Floyd albums which they are but like mm. you know it, yeah it's kind of like an artsy guy take on on that band well pink floyd got a little stigmatized too in like british rock history like the like the punk rock scene you know the sex pistol i believe like somebody i don't know johnny Rodgers. he famously yeah. he wore a shirt that said like fuck pink floor right yeah like, they got kind of lumped into like oh we're reacting the, against bands like bombasts yeah, yeah yes. the, or just the pretentiousness like it's they got kind of lumped into like yeah. like prog rock like yes and like yeah. all these giant dental giant all these like completely self-indulgent yeah. bands like radiohead started a band more so because of punk rock than they did because of progressive you know uh classic rock like mm. more so than uh pink floyd i i would say yeah because yeah. i think in england punk and post-punk is it's just more acutely felt um mm. you know just kind of how the popularity of these bands and also the smallness the, the smaller countries and you know and like creation records and mm -hmm. factory records and all these other um big cultural forces you know, we're pretty well known and pretty widespread. And then also yeah. music journalism, you know, enemy. Yeah. Enemy and some other so ones. So you think uh, Melody Maker. Uh, yeah. They're, they, they have a big cultural cachet too. And they expose yep. a lot of those bands. So, so yeah, that blew up a lot of American bands as well. Yeah. Pink Floyd kind of got uh, short put shrift on them. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. As an influence. Oh, yeah. As an influence for sure. Yeah. I have a couple. <laughs> I just looked at old uh, interviews of uh, of uh, with Radiohead and who they yeah. uh, name checked. Yeah, and a big one that comes up, which we're all a big fan of, is Neil Young. 
Yes, yes. Yep. I mean, they Why famously covered uh, uh, Cinnamon yeah. Girl. Yes, yes. At the, yeah. I believe it was a Ben Freedom concert. Yeah. Yeah, you might not think of that, but then you think of like Neil Young's kind of voice. Totally mm-hmm. similar. He Neil Young is often talking about nature and you know man's effect. Uh, you know some existential questions. And, yeah, he's uh, kind of oh, like yeah. vaguely not vaguely political. He's a pretty passionate guy. Yeah, and he very kind of wears his politics on his uh-huh. sleeve, but he does it in a way that's a little bit, I guess, more poetic and how like yeah the political landscape affects people personally and spiritually and stuff. So I think like that. Well, and it's I also think, uh, incorporated into his art. You know, he's had mm-hmm. he has numerous protest straight up protest songs. You know, yeah, yes, so, and I think their approach to guitar. Oh, I yeah. think a lot of that uh, kind of what we would know as like Brit pop, yeah, which um, you know, uh, Radiohead kind of transcended that they mm-hmm. broke out of that genre. But I think if you do list, go back and listen to the Stone Roses and stuff, they're not trying to be like virtuosic guitar people. They're trying yeah. to like ride a very heavy groove, and they're very good at guitar, but it's yeah. not. Uh, uh, in a flashy sense yeah and they're not like slash they, yeah and there was kind of this exactly they're not and there was kind of this whole like backlash against like the showy guitar theatrics of you know the s- 70s and then kind of the 80s where it got you know kind of lame and everything but i think ultimately any rock and roll band does want to shred you know yeah. and wants to fucking have leads and solos and i think like you know that impulse to do that you can draw it an influence, you know, more from, uh, you know, folks like Neil Young or like, you know, like the birds or whatever, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's yeah. a, it's a little bit more working man's, you know, I don't, you know, it's not flashy. It fits within the form of the song. It doesn't go like too far afield and make it all kind of this individualistic kind of thing, you know, yeah, it's um, a little more timeless. Yeah. So like, yeah, you said like if you listen to, you know, a whole bunch of English bands, you know, they're they're ripping solos and stuff and you wouldn't think it because it's kind of these like down downtrodden kind of like quaint bands. But it's like, no, you can, you know, there's solos left and right or like bands in the United States, like Dinosaur Jr. or whatever. It's like, yeah, we're like sensitive dudes, but like we still want to rock out. Still want to make like rock music and it's kind of our guy for that. I mean, I even even Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, like the, the yeah. he ripped. I mean, you know, I think yeah. that what he famously uh, called anti solos, and I think like, right. yeah, I've, yeah, it all comes from that. From that, I have a quote here about Tom York speaking on uh, after the Gold Rush. Great, he said, "I immediately fell in love with his music. He has the soft vibrato that nobody else has." Mm. More than that, it was his attitude towards the way he laid songs down. It was always about laying down whatever is in your head at the time and staying completely true to that, no matter what it is. Hmm. I think that's a, yeah, very much a, a thesis uh, yeah, for, for them sure. and and for this whole which tournament. I, which I totally I think dig. you can say the same for Wilco and yeah. everybody mm-hmm. else that's left in the tournament. And that's something I started to appreciate about Radiohead from this tournament is like listening to them. It's like, no, they actually have a, like they're a very bad. that's very controlled in their sound and they're kind of ornate and they do a lot of complex arrangements, but they're kind of the way they lay things out or kind of laid back and stream of conscious, similar to Neil Young, where it's, it's like, yeah, there's something loose about it. 
Um, to, to touch on like another in, influence on them is uh, it's very jazz like, right? Yeah. In terms of like capturing a certain feel and emotion in the in that particular moment in time. Mm -hmm. And I think they're very good. I mean, obviously they're a really tight band. Yeah. Uh, you don't become a giant band like this without have it being tight. And I think that comes from obviously touring for years and years and then shedding all of the stuff that they learned in those early years and experimenting with other things and then later incorporating all of it together. You know, they they are a band that like you're saying, I mean, they have a few composers within the band, you know, obviously Johnny Greenwood is a big film composer and very much about, you know, kind of that classical element of, of composition, but incorporating, you know, experimentalism, exper incorporating texture and things that are different, you know, they're very much in control, but it's not like, it's not like Prague where it's yeah. all in control, but it's very like clinical. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's very struck structured and very rigid with the structures. Yeah. 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 It can verge on the edge of that, but it never quite crosses crosses over to that. And mm -hmm. they're very good at just kind of like maintaining their own, you know, they're their own still, thing. Yeah. Adrian, you mentioned the jazz influence. They're still mm -hmm. kind of a blues base, which is what jazz kind of comes out of. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a quote here too. You mentioned their jazz influence. Their Radiohead is obviously huge uh, Miles Davis fans. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think even more so as they've gone. Like, I think that yeah. uh, Moonshape Pool album was very kind of bitches brew-esque. Mm -hmm. They never reached that height because, I mean, who can? <laughs> yeah, that's a masterpiece of um, all time. But uh, Nigel Goodrich, the uh, pro co-producer, said that uh the influence of uh bitches brew he said it's that thing of creating interaction between people and then editing editing that whole thing to create dynamics we were thinking about things in a very much a jazz way in terms of using edits and big blocks of music to create arrangements hmm. yeah absolutely right yeah it's so those it's, a, it's just I was just gonna say it's a similar it's just like the similar school of thought right it's a similar way of creating the the creating these pieces of art you know it's it's a similar process of mentality and I think that goes a long way in making them stand apart from a lot of their peers the of the time and and that's one of the reasons why they pulled away from the Britpop label um, and obviously they very specifically and very intentionally did that but they um, they were very good about um developing and making sure to stay true to their own voice throughout the entirety of their career yeah even if at times it take take took them into directions that maybe fans didn't like or whatever you know um they always maintain that kind of freedom of of we're gonna do what we want to do and and maintain this kind of high level of artistry while we're doing it similar to a, someone like miles davis or you know someone who's exploring different things on you know in their career from going from early bebop all the way through the electric and you know uh infusion and different things that he's doing yeah. in the 80s you know very similar trajectories in terms of like artistic intentions and, and, and artistic uh growth yeah sorry go ahead caleb no yeah i was gonna say we you know um that, that kind of speaks to what their influences are and um you know bands that they would have been said to represent you know their generation by sounding like but i think there's also kind of bands that were kind of precursor bands to them that were huge and um 
kind of represented a more artistic uh, kind of art pop or post-punk kind of approach to it. You know, like one band that comes to mind just because of the part of the world they're in is U2. And I know that oh, yeah. they've, I've seen that listed as an influence. I, I don't know if I really hear it. I don't listen to enough U2 to know, like, it's, you know, it's you know there, the hits, but it's there. And, but yeah, like, especially like boy then, era U2 and some of those earlier. Yeah. Records. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like U2 is one of those huge bands that kind of distilled or just broadened everything that was happening, you know, in in that part of the world, you know, musically and found a way to make it a little bit more, I don't know, not user friendly and listening friendly, but yeah, a little bit more posh and a little bit more arena ready, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then the other American example of that would probably be R.E.M., um, which yeah. is fucking oh, yes, which is a gr- great band, and you know REM definitely had a lot of influences, f- like in in common with um, you know your the Brit pop bands of like that day of like you know your. I would say Radiohead is Change Fan Club or whatever. Yes, I would yeah. say if we were doing who is the British REM, mm-hmm. it would be Radiohead. I yeah, think they, yeah, I think they so. Might be their biggest influence in a way. Yeah. In terms of career trajectory, for sure. Yeah, it can't really be understated like how much of a breakout band REM was. You know, they they yeah. kind of, they were the nirvana of their day in a lot of ways, you know. Um, they sort like, of set a specific sort of template for a lot of bands yeah. that followed yeah. and laid the tracks. Um, you know, they were originally kind of a smaller college band but then Mm -hmm. yeah they managed to make break away from that and pave their own career where you know they didn't really um they they made sure that again staying true to your artistic intent staying true to your integrity making sure that even if you're moving through major labels that you're still doing putting out music that you care about you know making statements you know rem put out a few rough records at times but you know i think every band does and i think that's similarly to radiohead as well in terms of their careers and uh sorry go ahead no oh i was gonna say uh like michael stipe is one of the first true weirdo Mm. insanely popular uh front mans of a band i don't Mm -hmm. think without michael stipe i don't think tom york really exists in the way that he he yeah Because you without think of Stipe and without Byrne, I don't think there's a yeah. there's a York. And you think of both That's of true. those David Byrne, yeah. Those guys, so they just had so much like they brought so much gravitas to both of their bands. They're such powerful voices, mm-hmm. which is very in line with the history of musicians, you know, frontmen, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. yeah, but like you said, did in a way that had like one foot in kind of the underground and in, in, in the weird kind of art kid um i have variety a quote of that. i have a quote from tom york about uh michael stipe noah's coming for adrian's job in this episode. <laughs> yeah geez what's going on here uh i like it i like it a little bit yeah, no, Go ahead, good. Noah. Yeah. <laughs> he said uh uh i discovered rem and it turned my life upside down michael stipe was singing about his flaws and weaknesses and that was okay to be weird i was weird Mm-hmm. So like that's kind of like what we're all getting at here like you know people that can make songs that still play on the radio but you yeah. know that's like, one those of are true weirdos yeah. Yeah. Right? David Bowie is like that oh yeah you know? yeah Miles Davis is like that mm-hmm. like Neil Young is like that like you can like him if you just heard the hits but like true heads know like oh that guy's a fucking 
freak. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you dig into their discographies, you find so much just gold, right? Like it's the, the I mean Neil Young, obviously, all these guys, all these bands, uh, all these artists have so much more extensive work than just the the thing that they're known for. Um, I think that uh, Radiohead might be similar, might have been similar to that in the early days. They might have just been. Well, isn't it the band that does creep? And I think mm. maybe there's a little semblance of that still, but I think by at this point, like they're so popular and well known, I think that they've kind of shed that completely. Which is, yeah. you know, I think it very easily it, it, in a different world they could have just become that one hit wonder with a shit ton of cult records that everyone loves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, absolutely. I have a few more kind of obvious totally. influences. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie, of course, the Beatles. Naturally. Yep. Uh, Bjork. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about them yeah. is like a band that is this progressively minded is going to keep picking up influences <laughs> yeah. and that's not a great rest point. and resting on that. And yeah. like to you that know, end, before you guys jump on to the next one, I just want to mention Aphex Twin is a big one. And yeah. Aud- Audiker. Audiker. Well. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, Aphex Twin, I think was, I think Aphex Twin and Bjork, like their production with the whole kind of glitchy dance stuff but like could we're able to craft a popular song yeah i think in a lot of ways radiohead would like was kind of the more approachable version of like aphex twin mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. bjork would write songs that were very hit songs but a lot of her albums were very dense and kind of weird like Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, Aphex Twin, Radiohead, and Bjork, I think were kind of three weirdos working at the same time that were really kind of uh, pushing forward a sort of a electronic, dancier kind of genre bending, putting a spin on things. Yes. And certainly putting a kind of pointing the way to what the next, you know, the new millennium would hold yeah. in terms of incorporating all these elements, making it feel organic and, and, and doing and all that good. without being, you know, guitar based drum vocalist, you yes. know, centric, you know, doing right. it from behind sequencers and a, and a fucking studio board and a, and a laptop, you know, God mm-hmm. forbid. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, which, which is, you know, I know that that was scary for these guys. I know totally. for Ed O'Brien in particular, he was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I know like Johnny can compose and do all these things. Tom can do all these things, play piano. I'm just a guitar. Like, you know, I mean, obviously he's more than that, but yeah. he found his niche because he was like, oh, well then I have to think of my instrument in a different way. And he becomes more of a soundscaper. And, the, yeah. and then, you you know, that becomes such a key element of those, you know, kid A, post kid A records is kind of those spacey elements that are offset by, you know, the more, you know, uh, interesting guitar work of Johnny Greenwood and, and, you know, Tom York's kind of pulling it all down the middle. I think one band, uh, sorry, did you finish your list there now? Yeah, that was it. That was it. One band that we haven't mentioned that I think is a big influence is the Smiths. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, similarly, they famously have covered the the Smiths uh, before, but I think just in terms of like, Obviously, vocals a very influential. You know, Morrissey has a very distinct way of singing, and you know, it's it's not too far. Tom's voice is not too far in terms of like that theatricality, that kind of like ability to really just kind of bring down the house. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I think also like, yeah, politically, obviously being politically yeah, minded, they're both, being, they're both being... racist. <laughs> God, well, obviously what's happened to Moz in the more recent years <laughs> and uh, well, even through uh, back then, you know, um, he's always been kind of an asshole. But in terms of the music, I think he's been very influential. And I think also Johnny Marr yeah. he is criminally underrated as an influence on so many artists. I think. You know, I, I think now people are like, oh, yeah, Johnny Marr is a genius. But I think for a little while, it was like kind of under he was the radar. a modest mouse. Yeah, he was. He's been that in was a lot. weird. Wasn't he in he Primal Scream, too, at some yeah, point? I think maybe. So <laughs> yeah. He's well, been Johnny in a few Marr, different big bands. He was in uh, Modest Mouse at the, the height of their fame. The mm -hmm. float on. Yeah, right? totally. Was, well, just he jumped after on that. after that. Oh, yeah. That. Like he was on the dashboard. On the tour melting. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or like peep good news for people who love bad. Or yeah. The one after that, I guess. Yeah. We were all we were sophomore yeah. slump. What is exactly. that? Adrian. Uh we were boat, God damn it. Just look behind you. You got the poster on your wall. <laughs> it was like a it was a hot air balloon. We were a... dead before the ship even sank. Oh yeah, they're they're steampunk records. Yeah, it was a hot <laughs> air balloon with an anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I only know that because I'm looking at my tattoo of it. Yeah, it's a good tattoo. That's weird. It's your only one too. Incredible! You can see your lower back from that angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a full back piece. Yeah. Also, I think we'd be remiss, you know, to talk about non, you know, uh, non-American uh, bands that you know kind of bite Radiohead's uh, stees. You know, more directly, we we've talked about this a bunch in the text. You know kind of who were the great value radio heads of their day obviously sure. you know Coldplay comes to mind uh a band travis who's scottish i believe you know that comes I think to keen mind was mentioned keen. at some point keen yeah snow um, patrol. oh snow patrol, snow patrol a little bit yeah. uh clinic i think clinic's more like contemporaries well, more contemporaries they, they were more, they're actually good so yeah they're pretty good they, they had that kind of subterranean uh you know, Arcade electronic kind of style. Well, sure. Okay. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Arcade fire. Yeah. But I feel like in England, um, you know, there's just more because of proximity. There was Muse. more like, um, doves. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Muse is a huge one. Where's oh, elbow from? is a big one that yeah. I think it can, they get compared to, yeah. uh, all the sims sort of compared from? to, uh, no, I think they're the English, probably, Welsh or right? English or something. Yeah. Oh, they might be well, uh, you thinking of Mew? English. Oh, Mew. Mew yes. Mew. I think they were Muse, Danish. They were Danish. Yeah. Not to they use, are Danish. Yes. Not to be confused with Mew. M U. Yeah. The, oh, the Afro finger and gel. The Japanese. Right? Is she Japanese? I believe. Yeah, we got to do that album. That's, That's a, a great. Album. We got to do all. We got to do Muse, weirdo record. We got to do Mew. We got to do Mew. <laughs> we got to do Mum. We got to <laughs> do uh, <laughs> Hum. We got a lot. We got to do them all. Do um, oh, before we jump off this, I just want to one last thing. The genre that was influential that we haven't, I don't think we've touched on is, um, or an artist is like Can and Noi. So, like yeah. German Krautrock, totally. uh, which, you know, obviously, I think that they famously name checked, you know, the Can records when they were doing Kid A and stuff. And you can hear that influence all over those rec that record and, and some of their other records. Yeah, just that kind of just reckless abandon that yes. you know they go off on. And like I knew I was re-listening to our, our episode and we had mentioned that like 
you know, they were the psychedelic band of their genre. And Noah asked pretty rightly, are they considered a psychedelic band? And mm. like, they're, they don't sound like psychedelic rock. Jeez, right. Yeah. But in terms of a band that is, you know, working with the same kind of ideas and creating a trippy sound, you know, mm-hmm. Radiohead, and then maybe a band that we'll mention later um, in, in the actual play of the tournament, are our generation's version of that in terms of huge popularity and stuff. And mm. yeah, I want to say they probably get a lot of that from, from the crowd, you know, the German stuff. Cause that stuff's not yeah. like, it's informed by like British psychedelia and American psychedelia, but it's has its own kind of weirder, more structural form to it. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. It's kind of art, more art school, a little bit more, you know, uh, kind of druggier in a way. Almost. Yeah. Like weirder uh, drugs. Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. we, we kind of uh danced around it a little bit. We mentioned David Byrne, but like talking heads, right? I mean, that's where they of get course. their name. Yes. And talking heads were the nerdy, fucking detached guy that you know needed to perform to talk to people. And Tom York always had that vibe. Yeah. Like bad at eye contact kind of guy vibe. Have you guys read David Byrne's book? I think he talks about how he, I think he mentioned some anecdote where he's like, it called like a book. No, it, well, it's Open called, it. I think, uh, it, I think it's called like it left to right. It's called like on music or something really like it's called, it? please read left to right. It's, uh, oh, it's how music <laughs> works. It's actually a, pr- a pretty good book. I mean, he, he, you know, uh, it's a little outdated at this point in terms of some of the stuff he's talking about, but for the most part, it's good. But I think he does mention in it where he's like talking about like how Radiohead took the name from them. And he's like, I just, I didn't understand how that could, they could make that connection. And the song doesn't sound like them. <laughs> something like that. I could be misremembering it, but uh, what if, even it, if is it's that the case, song, then right? uh, send yeah, me a correction. That's like a pretty obscure. Isn't it on, um? It's on. is it on True Stories or the other one that's yeah, kind of late like 80s? Not, it's not like a hit. I can't remember right yeah. now off the top of my head. It's a, It's an interesting it. track. I like it. And I'll what were they a, called before that? The, what's Radiohead? that? What was Radiohead's band before they were called Radiohead, Adrian? On a Friday. On a Friday. Ooh, terrible. That's definitely more of a yeah creation like record. That's like a... <laughs> emo, but I think there's a lot of like lesser Brit pop, like um, Paisley kind of you know, oh, yeah. bands that would have that kind of name. Never name your band. Well, I mean, I guess there's a few examples, but try not to name your band after days of the week. It's too uh, sweaty or something. Not a fan of the what Sundays. Are, yeah, no, the Sundays rule. Sundays are cool. I guess. What like about till, till Tuesday? Till Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What about Shout Thursday? I like. <laughs> I, like I always like Amy Mann as a person more than maybe I like her music. I don't know. Is that terrible to say? Bachelor number two or whatever that record is is pretty good. Let's see uh, if we can do the whole week. Blue Mondays till Tuesday. What's Wednesday? Oh, uh, there's got to be a Wednesday band, right? There's got to be a band just called Wednesday. The, yeah, the Wednesdays or some shit, right? <laughs> okay, then you got Thursday. Thursday yeah, Thursday, of course. On Thursday, they're like, like screamo. screamo. Yeah. Oh, there is a Dead Oceans band called Wednesday. So right now, uh, there you go. Dead Oceans, good label. Um, Friday. So Friday. Isn't there um somebody's last name Friday? There is a band oh. called the Fridays for sure. I mean, there has to be. And yes, there is. A I always band wanted, called the Fridays. In the like mid two thousands, I always wanted. There's to... Friday at five, the South Florida's ultimate party band. There you go. <laughs> nice. 
Um, and then Saturday. Uh, Saturday special? No. That's... No. I don't know. There's like Saturnella's oh, The temple. Saturdays is a Saturday, British yeah. girl group band, Irish girl group band. That works for me. And then it's like a pop band. Uh, of course, you got the great dream pop, Brit pop band, the Sundays. Or you have Long Island's Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> or Sundays. No. Can't remember. In the mid-2000s, I always wanted to start a twee band called When Fridays Mattered. <laughs> Ooh. It's That's pretty deep. good. It's pretty good. It was like about like like post collegiate, like when you had a job and you had to work the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like you're working for the weekend, like Amen, Lover Boy. Man. Amen. Should do a Lover Boy episode. <laughs> Red hot leather. Oh God, that's a, that's a different era. All right. All right. Yep, that's a perfect. That's a perfect segue. Um, can we take a break. And then... Yeah, let's take a little breaky break, and then we will get into the bracket. Hell yeah! All righty. See y'all soon. I'll be back. All right, and we are back off mic. We were talking very spiritedly about basketball, so <laughs> maybe there's a pivot in the near future. Who knows? Yeah, I Wait, love but... basketball right now. I think it, I've watched basketball my whole life. I love 90s basketball, but I think the competition right now in the NBA in the 2000 or 2020s is pretty fucking good. It's a you know, good product out there. And also mm-hmm. to kind of bring it back to what we do here on this podcast, is it's the most musical of the sports. I think it has the mm. most in common with like, uh, I've always said it like with like music and like filmmaking like that's what basketball is it's like the most balletic it has the most interplay it has a lot of point counterpoint you know the structures that you see in music so i don't know i kind of yeah oh yeah i would say kind of one one thing base baseball is radio dixieland jazz oh okay football is music football is big band jazz and basketball is free jazz there you go. Huh. Football's more like that. Let the bodies hit the floor song. <laughs> Drowning pool. Uh, Football's metal. Yeah, it's new metal. And basketball's like good death Baseball's metal. skiffle. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of skiffle, welcome back to the American Radiohead Challenge. We are, it's game time, baby. We got the bracket here in front of us. Hopefully you all have yours uh, following along at home. And Adrian, where can they get that? Where can they pick that up? So you can still find that at bit.ly slash whacker slaps. That's bit.ly slash whack or slaps, all one word. And it's also on our website, whackerslaps.com. It's on the banner at the very top. You can't miss it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, go pick that up. Fill it in. We're still taking submissions. Um, we need a few more to make things get interesting for the listener bracket. So. Please, please feel free to send that in. Yes, go with your gut. Yeah, totally. All right. I just, you know, as a reminder, we're at the vinyl four stage of the competition. But before we jump into that, let's just do a quick little reminder of where things started. So on the west side, best side, to begin the competition, we had the number one seed Flaming Lips versus number eight Holly Herndon. Flaming Lips won that challenge. And then we had the Mars Volta versus St. Vincent and the Mars Volta, of course, 
emerge victorious only to lose to the flaming lips in the in the indie eight so that's why i got the flaming lips here in the vinyl four and then further down and on the west you had the dirty projectors honorary uh, west coasters uh the kendrick lamar and a kendrick lamar beat the shit out of them that was a that was i don't know they won by 17 or something Kendrick Lamar did, and then you had Tool versus Kanye West, close match, but Tool, Tool emerged uh, emerged victorious uh, to defeat Kendrick in a pretty spirited game. That was a pretty close one, you yeah. know. Got I down to like getting that Tool is in the oh yeah baby <laughs> final four. They made Kendrick- it. Kendrick Lamar uh, v. Tool Tool is the winner there, so that's why Tool was in the final four. All right, over on the east side. Let's run through it again. You had Wilco versus uh, honorary East Coaster Frank Ocean, and then you uh, Wilco won that, and then um, you had TV on the radio v. My Morning Jacket, and TV on the radio, of course, Won that one, and then Wilco v. TV on the radio. Close one, but Wilco being the number one seed still hurts. Still hurts. <laughs> that was that was that was that was a good spirited round. We had a lot yeah. of good discussion about that. Dude, but Wilco. TV on the radio, hell. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> I've been that discog, them. huh? I've been listening to them all week, dude. I listened to their the the last album they ever made. Was it called like uh, seeds? Yes, yes. It's definitely more radio friendly. Like they're they're trying to make like a pop album, but I don't know. I I fucking like it. It's not bad. It's not terrible. But of course, Wilco won to go to the vinyl four, and then you had Grizzly Bear and Deer Hunter. Battle of the Insufferables, <laughs> and you. Had, no, I like I like Deer Hunter, and I do like some of Grizzly Bear. And so you had Grizzly Bear won that in a close one, um, and then you had the Battle of Baltimore. Um, this is uh yeah Animal Collective versus Beach House, and would you know it? Beach House won. That was a big upset. That was the we believe of this tournament, and yeah. um. But then in Grizzly Bear versus Beach House, you had Beach House win to get a Vinyl Four berth themselves. So, yep, we have Flaming Lips versus Tool on the west side. And then on the east, you got Wilco versus Beach House. So that's what we will be playing today. Lips v. Tool. I've seen that movie. Oh, yeah. Lips v. Tool. Lips meet Tool. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. And that's also, I'm checking, I just got an update. That's going to be the Outside Lands <laughs> lineup on stage two. I did see that. I didn't know you had an inside line to. Oh, yeah. Do you guys hear about that? Uh, It's like a big old, I was at the gym the other day, humble brag. And they had like, I, 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 I like, it was like for a, like a big show. And it was like, I heard Metallica is like blackened. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I heard Sober. By two, I was like, well, that's a weird commercial. And then I think they're all playing um, the same festival called Power Trip. Oh, right. I would, I don't know about that name. Yeah. You know, there's already a Power band. Trip 
pretty rad and yeah pretty good band and he died right yeah kind of yeah. Mm, a little disrespectful anyways yeah so maybe yeah. not maybe it's okay but it's but a cool uh, and metallica are touring they're playing no they're it's, a festival. It's, it's, it's a festival in, in the desert yeah, let's in check India. the lineup it's, it's uh, quite uh quite got interesting. friday night you got guns and roses and that's right. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden oh. wins that round. Here's the in tournament. <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this is the oh yeah in season tournament. Okay. All right. Guns so, and Roses versus Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. All and day. then Saturday night you got ACDC versus Ozzy Osbourne. They're That's a tough Ozzy one. Out. Jesus Ozzy. ACDC Ozzy. Yeah, I love ACDC, but ACDC go is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Come and then Sunday night is Metallica and Tool. I mean, cool. no question. Do both of those bands know that only one band can play the, as a headliner? <laughs> Metallica's first four albums are fucking good. I, really yes. good. My Excellent. hot take is their yeah. first three are perfect. Their first four are okay. I do first like three are definitely like kind of unimpeachable, yeah. right? Yeah. Their first <laughs> album is like the metal version of like uh, Search and Destroy, the stooges i mean they even have that song seek and destroy, seek and destroy. yeah seek and destroy yeah it's yeah. got to be true. totally an it's homage true. it is it is fun and there's just it's feral and yeah. loose and punk yeah pure, pure, like, just, like, all yeah. pure yeah, energy like, yeah these guys are punk rockers yeah no totally great record but uh oh, and who knows? Versus tool. maybe that record will come up at some point for us so okay let's see how much tickets are here it's a power trip um Let's see. Is it only those four bands? It's six, six bands. bands. Yeah, six two, bands. Two, two a it? night. Two oh, a maybe night that's over three days. Maybe that's, that's why kind of a good approach, though. Now I that's think. not bad. I think so it's probably at a casino or something. Um, no, it's it's at the Coachella spot. Oh, it's at the Coachella spot. Yeah. Okay. How Damn. long? Can... Maybe that's why it's called Power Trip because they're all just these huge bands, and it's like, oh, they want to get along. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Divas tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then. Oh, okay, man. guys. Uh, okay, how much is a three-day reserve floor seating? $400. It ranges from what I'm looking at right now is you can get floor seating, $800, Ooh, all the way up to $1,600. And that's like base. That is God damn. 16 for like what, VIPs or something? I don't know what makes it different, but yeah, it's, it's a, like the th- it's like the P one, so the that's top a, tier. God. A yeah. meet and greet with the uh, Tommy Trahil. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to meet them. Seems like a cool guy. Robert Trahil, yeah. Robert oh, yeah. Trahil. Yeah, no, you got to be yeah. Tommy's brother. He's <laughs> like face tech. <laughs> Robert Trahil. Like, no, you don't get to meet Robert Fool. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's got some cool tendency stories and shit. Oh yeah, dude. I guess cool. He's like he's a lifelong baseball player. Back in the days. I like homeboy. He like went to conservative. Yeah, didn't he? Um, wasn't he one of the guys that put together that uh, Jaco, the Jacko Pastorius uh, documentary with Flea too? I know yeah. he's in it. Um, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's like homies with uh, uh Joni Mitchell, and like yeah. Jaco Pastorius is on one of her albums, or maybe a couple of them. She was, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, he was, was the touring bass. Yeah, he was in her band. Yeah. yeah. Joni Mitchell, God, incredible. Love, love Joni Mitchell. She's Joni back. Mitchell. She's back. She's uh, incredible. It, it, I'm so glad that she's. She beat a know, coma, folks. Yeah. she's. I'm glad she's back and doing well. It's great to see. Yeah. All right. I've looked at love from both sides. <laughs> Where do we want to start, fellas? 
west or the east i think let's i think we save the east for the second i think we do right. uh, west i go first. for joni mitchell as the <laughs> joni mitchell well, she is of course canadian <laughs> famously which canadian makes, yes. which makes her automatically disqualified we mentioned everything. uh uh neil young also think, canadian yeah probably can, an american yeah. citizen at this point though yeah i would imagine so but, but i feel like joni mitchell and Neil, they're like an unspoken influence where it's like, yeah, I don't mm. need to name check them. But yeah, they're course, just out but... there. They're part of the DNA. <laughs> I think Kate Bush too can kind of fit in there as well. Kate Bush, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Sa- it's a given. Uh, Sade, I think. Oh, yes. Yes. People that are so like good at what they do. Yeah, totally. All right. So lips, cool. flaming lips, lips versus tool. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. Do how do we even approach this <laughs> that the piece is fit? Well, I can say that right, I girl I, talk. I, we have girl talk in this year, yeah. Girl talk. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> oh, yeah, what's his real name? Go around like, the horn, Brad, or something. It. I can't remember. Adrian, give us a, a dude named Brad. <laughs> Adrian, give us a lips tool mashup. <laughs> uh. Oh man, uh, it great. Yoshimi versus the Grudge. What is that song? The Grudge. <laughs> Grudge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, could you imagine like that Yoshimi painting, uh, like, uh, like battling in an animation, like one of those Alex Gray, like anatomical, like, oh, yeah. fractal posters, or one of those Adam Jones weird, like, uh, worm monsters. Yeah, the claymation, yeah. like yeah. stop motion, folks. That'd be cool. The the sad guy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sad use. Man. She don't use the pot. She don't use uh <laughs> she don't use green jelly. There we go. Oh wow. They nailed it. Green, who's right, well, was that Danny Carey's man? Or is it uh, Justin well, Chancellor's man? I think uh wasn't Maynard in there too at some point? I think of a couple of those dudes were in there. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah, how do we breach this conversation? I mean, tool's gone. They're lucky to be, <laughs> be in this conversation. See, okay, well, let's okay. I'll I'll let me start off by saying that I've very recently listened to both of these artists. I listened to um Tool's first three records, and then I listened to the Flaming Lips their three biggest records, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I have some thoughts here. I think what's what, what's interesting to me is that. Tool was much more captivating than I expected. Um, I think you know, I uh, it's 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 interesting that they made it this far. I, I you know, I at first I was like, well, you know, I did it, did they really fit? Is it really you know, should they really have gone beat out, um, uh, you know, Kanye? I mean, Kanye is would have been an interesting case, an interesting uh, you know, uh, contender, but I think the lips it's it's interesting because. You can see kind of a very interesting trajectory of the lips that's comparable to Radiohead. Because I was listening mm-hmm. to the record. Uh, why is it escaping my brain at the moment? It's the one with. Uh, um, it's the one with she don't use jelly. What is the fuck is it called? God damn. Metallic clouds or About no? It's metallic. the one before that. I think it's called uh, Transmissions from the oh. Satellite Heart. Yes. How could you and, forget that time? Yeah, right. <laughs> and listening to that, I was like, okay, this is very Holds much like sort of their Pablo Honey, like uh, Ben's kind of because it's it's like you can hear elements of what they would be like, uh, what they would evolve to, and really kind of 
you know, metamorphosized into like this way better, bigger band, um, which isn't to say that that record's bad. It's just a lot more 90s alt rock. Like it's noisier for sure. Yeah, it's It has one firmer foot into a more popular yes. kind of sound that's surrounding it. Whereas like the, the analog to like um, Radiohead would be, you know, Britpop or Shoegaze or whatever, you know, right. and then exactly with those earlier albums yeah so they're more like yeah this this we're an all rock man we're an indie rock man you know exactly and yeah. they still and they there's also some like butthole surfers definitely influence of that kind of like more like you know weirdo acid kind of fried um yeah. take on on you know uh alternative psychedelia i guess you could say mm-hmm. in the in the early 90s there um but then to to see them kind of really pushed the boundaries of their sound. I mean, they released a couple of records between the their big, big hit or a big yeah. culturally impactful record, let's say, The Soft Bulletin. But when you get to The Soft Bulletin, it's just such a like, it is kind of like the Dorothy moment of going full Technicolor where it's like, yeah. oh, this is a fully... They fully embraced who they are. They've the Soft Bulletin into is it. It's big. Album. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But it's big or OK ninth, computer. Ninth it's big OK computer energy. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yes, it is their OK computer. It's a big leap forward, yeah. and it and it also pointed the direction of what they would become for the rest of their career. Essentially, you know, this kind oh, of yeah. you know ultra pop kind of you yeah. know psychic. It's this incorporating the psychedelia, but yeah, it's it's great. It's incorporating electronics. It's incorporating more noise elements in a kind of a more yeah. you know coherent way, and but it all wrapped up in these really just gorgeous, beautiful pop songs, and you know talking about really heavy yes. stuff, death, life, you know all the good stuff. Similarly to Radiohead, but then you know on the other hand you have Tool, and they're getting into mystical, esoteric stuff as well and kind of psychedelia but a completely different version and different vein of it and kind of more hypnotic and more of a i mean certainly a metal obviously uh that came out of kind of a hard rock heavy metal kind of scene but i to once you get to like their third fourth record they're really becoming much more of a like a um i don't know uh it's much more out there and much more interesting than i remembered you know industrial band there's an industrial elements for sure but i think it's more seems more impersonal or or... i don't know it's hard to describe yeah but i think that's the point is like yeah it's like it's i don't know if you look at like the artwork it's like a good representation with the band would sound like you know it's like it's like dark but like uh architectural yeah. and like an order the lips are like the sunshine part of acid the tool is like the yeah. introspective like come yeah. down calm down kind trip. of well i wouldn't go so far to say bad trip but there's certainly much more internal and much more kind of uh when AD, as extroverted as the lips are they're much more introverted tool is AD, uh, let me ask you song, when is, when's the uh, a good time to put on tool <laughs> like what are you uh, doing when you listen to a couple hours before you have to record a podcast that yeah i was for me. i mean i was working on you know doing design yeah. work and listening to them and that's that was good but also i think they're very much a band that i, I hate to you know kind of 
uh, pigeonhole them, but like certainly if you're doing drugs, if you're gonna roll a bowl, dude. If you're gonna roll a bowl, if you're gonna, you know, uh, I have the same problem with them as I do with Radiohead, where it's like, am I ever in the mood to listen to them? Like, like when am I putting that on? I see. I don't think they're a band that you can kind of. It's hard it to compartmentalize like music, though. Your music you listen to by yourself, yeah. like. It's well, definitely... you definitely don't want to get caught listening to cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was listening to them uh, pretty in my, you know, in my office out loud, yeah. but uh, it, I was listening to Lateralis on my headphones and that's certainly a record that's kind of meant for sort of yeah, being stone and listening to headphones, yeah, true, you know? True. I mean, cuz it's much more spacey. Their early stuff is much more rocking, you know, there's much more riffs going mm -hmm. on. Which is great. They're, they're certainly they're they're yeah they're a kind of dork for sure and so is uh flaming lips they're a bunch of acid taking dorkies guys mm -hmm. they're kind of like us <laughs> we're pretty cool for the most part but in yeah. the end, at the end of the day we're kind of all music nerdy music dweebs nerdy, yeah but we're also kind of bros stuff. too yeah <laughs> if we're you always... think about it I had like a reflection one day. I think I was very stoned. I was like, you know, I'm kind of a bro. And I just kind of like <laughs> yeah, grew up me. in fucking California. That's yeah. grew up on such a coast. A defense hard, mechanism. It's a hard thing to like. <laughs> Get your ass like, mm, yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know. I'm soft, bro. I think it's just well it's, it's red, like... but at the end of the day, like, hmm. for the most part, I'm getting stoned. Here to drink some beers. Some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it's kind of like the flaming lips are daytime tool or nighttime. Yeah. You know? Like, yes, that's true. It's that's true. Different color just, palettes. Yes. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the lips are like yellows and reds and pinks and, and vibrant tools mm. working in blues, grays, you know, black. Yeah. Uh, and they did. Well, the art, well, then, then again, the Adam gray or uh, Alex gray, sorry, confusing it with Adam Jones. The Alex gray artwork is very colorful and very intricate. But it's it's much more um, you know uh, heady mm -hmm. in the in the intellectual way versus whereas flaming lips are heady in the like head shop way I guess or like yeah the, the more women you know, yeah. head way you're exactly yeah. right yeah yeah it's like uh, tools like uh, David Tool Fincher the... and um, flaming <laughs> lips are like uh, what's his name the guy who directed Brazil. Terry Gilliam. Uh, Terry, Terry Gilliam. Gilliam. That's yeah. great. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then 12 Monkeys would be both bands. So I actually mm, don't know what yeah. I'm talking Interesting. about. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Finch Man. Yeah. 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 That is true. Like Tool is like a 90s CD store that smells like incense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very stern, serious. Uh, Flaming Lips is more of a your standard kind of dorky record store clerk kind of yeah but they're both bands you could get like your cousin who doesn't quite have it figured out like stoked on you know oh, i think yeah. it's like tools like lip rings flaming lips is like earrings right yeah like, kind of thing i mean lateralis that 2001 album was fucking huge mm -hmm. gigantic and so was the number yoshimi. one record number one record the yoshimi record which was like what 2002? Uh, I believe that's correct. 2001, 2002. Yeah. Check. So it was it was 
you know, 2002, was, yeah. 2002, yeah. July 16, 2002. It was everybody that was, you know, smoking weed, going to college, or listening to those two records. You would have a friend that was obsessed with the Flaming Lips, and you'd have a friend that was obsessed with that Tool record. And <laughs> the Twain always met. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I think you started avoiding Tool fans sooner. Oh, well, you <laughs> way yeah. quicker. Oh, yeah. i remember being in college and i was on college radio and like i was like a senior maybe or maybe even a junior and the kid who was also in the classroom was like a freshman and started playing tool and there's like this little chat you could like a little chat box thing and i was like tool fucking sucks they're for kids who haven't taken acid yet i was like listen to real psychedelic music and then later in the class, like the next day, we had like a class where we just all kind of meet up and talk about stuff. And he's like, Hey, is there any way to talk back to people on, on that <laughs> chat box? Because this dude sent me a message that was like, Tool fucking sucks. It's for people having taken acid. That was you. Cracking. You were a tool hater. Yeah. Yeah. I was hating on because I, I was like, like tool. Gatekeep much there. Well, dude, it's like one of those things you have to fucking like kill your darlings. Yeah. You know, like you're like, in Early order to 20s, validate, yes. Yeah, in order to time. validate your love well, for tool- Neurosis, you have to say tool fucking sucks you have to like burn I mean, the road behind you, you well know? tool caleb for me was always like like yeah i don't really like tool but then our older brothers like tool so i was like okay maybe there's something there like mm-hmm. i was like i don't think Respect. That, yeah. i didn't think that was a band that you guys liked like but then like they would play it they're like yeah they're like weird proggy jazz stuff it was before i knew what that kind of music was Whereas the flaming lips always feel a little more approachable, more yeah, accessible, yeah, and it certainly like they're both very festival crowdy, but yeah, it it there's a great divide between uh, a, a festival stage with the flaming lips and a festival stage with tool yeah. especially now like yeah. these days like these tool days for is sure. the That's soundtrack just... to storming the Capitol and. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but not you're not quite out of the ballpark with that one. Yeah. But yes, definitely well, closer tool, to that bro mentality than the flaming lips. I think a lot of sure. like yeah, that's more like, like five new metal punch. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of new metal people were like, "Tool is like our whatever Pink Floyd or whatever." Like it was like a mm, yeah, I could see that it's a tool and Gold I think Star, Deftones, you know? North Star or something. Yeah, yeah, you had people know, but Tool definitely cool. got into Tool cool. from that, from that like trajectory of being like the mm-hmm. new metal. But then you had people who were just like more listening, pro. no, like listening to like Nirvana, and they're like, oh, what else is like big, popular, like heavier yeah. rock? Yeah, what's stuff? some cool heavy rock? Yeah, yeah. Like and then you're like to. listening to that, and you're like, oh, okay, that that's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of yeah. gravitate to that stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like listening to fucking well, uh, Nirvana. They're like the baseline. Yeah, they're like you can go the, in a lot of different directions. You every know. person that likes kind of, you know, like I like music. Like Nirvana is like the anything like the, by Nirvana, the heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you at can. I mean, point, they surplanted almost the Beatles at this point. Well, yeah, yeah. you can jump maybe from them to so many other bands. You can jump from them to Sonic Youth to Dinosaur Junior yeah. to Emotion. Yeah, yeah, you, you can go like so Afghan many wigs. young rappers, right? Exactly. Power pop, CJ Harvey, yeah, yeah, so many different directions just from 
Here's some Kurt Cobain's, you know, uh, yeah. name checks on it. There's like, so you know many I mean? young, like, SoundCloud crowd, uh, cloud rappers that, like, like yeah, fucking Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. That was, like, that, you know. Almost more influential guy. than, you know, than Tupac or someone like that, right? I think like, him and Tupac are considered, like, Lennon and McCartney. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of, like, the same band. shitty tattoos. They're, like, those mural-type tattoos. And it's, like, <laughs> you got, like, Kobe, uh, Kurt Cobain. And Tupac, Tupac, and like Anthony Bourdain, all like on the same leg sleeve. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to shit on like tools, like for basic people. And... No, no, I wouldn't say that. I, and also, like, it's not like their entire fan base is these kind of chud. No, like, it's chud really people. not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I even not even it's not even the majority. Honestly, it's it's kind of no. a, a small minority that that I think that us in particular maybe had more experience with being in a more smaller town to or yeah. right. As it, versus you know if we were somewhere else then maybe it would be it's more totally like even like a huge cool, band like, yeah they're gigantic yes still very like big huge band. cult band like the big big time cult band dude they're like, playing power trip bro yeah yeah they're headlining yeah. power trip <laughs> closing but i mean they're not like metallica like, they're yeah. probably a tier below metallica yes. though really like, exactly yeah yeah i think I, metallica just has Radiohead? the time on them What's that? Is Metallica bigger, bigger than, than Radiohead? Radiohead? Or two like, bigger... As far as like selling uh, out a festival? No. I think I Metallica think so. is probably the Are they biggest... bigger than Flaming Lips? Definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah, bigger, but not like it's a blowout, you know? Okay. Yeah. I respect yeah. it. Yeah, man. Well, how about this? How about we listen to these guys and then we'll make our, our final decisions here? Yeah. Well, I did... I did want to make an argument for Tool too. Oh, like, okay, yeah, go, um, go for it. I, you know, spoiler. I was, I'm, I was gonna go with Tool, and I oh. still think I am. Oh um, boy! And here's why, dude. If you think in terms of artsy cerebral bands, you know that reached the height of heights, you know, and were serious, just driven musicians. Like them and Radiohead are kind of the two poles of like the rock bands of our generation, you know, and yeah, their approach, they're, they're definitely heavier. They had kind of like different influences for sure than Radiohead and trajectories and fan bases for sure. But even though there was a lot of bleed through, but like you couldn't think of another band um, aside from Radiohead that was that like, like for the thinking person, you know, for like somebody who's like deep and um, not to say that the flaming lips also aren't that, but there was something a little bit more whimsical and like less serious and like, you know, yeah, not cartoonish almost, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but like, like, you know, like a good cartoon, definitely triplets of Belleville or some shit. Yeah. First, that's why I was just like, I just like couldn't, get past that like no tool mm-hmm. was like the other Radiohead, you know mm-hmm. like they well, were caleb like, they were remind... the other they were the other path you know and they had all those same qualities and um conversations about them you know they they were just like for in more reductionist terms they were a rock a rock band they were a metal band whatever you want to call it you know yeah but i yeah i think they had as much of voracious listeners and just like cold like following and like in terms of yeah like thinking big grandiose they had a cool logo yeah t-shirts big ideas you know about things that were just like 
deep themes you know mm -hmm. cosmic themes and all that yeah, yeah like for sure they're a hard well, band to top who got you know insanely popular you well know? caleb just talking about yeah tool and the the lips i mean uh, that criterion that the criterion that i set forth in the last couple episodes yeah. i think they all check the same boxes right like a, yeah an early hit uh, a three album run crossover appeal hmm. uh kind of a concept band slash album and then uh the lovable weirdo and then that kind of mature sound that sort of uh like wise beyond their years kind of getting at a certain existentialism as far yeah. as lyric goes totally and that's why I gave the spoiler. That's why I gave the edge to Tool. I just think they read a little bit more serious um, mm. and match like Radiohead's seriousness. Yeah, they're even uh, though both bands are a little winky and are clever, but just like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's why. I, mm -hmm. it, Should we hear them? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. So let's uh, start things off with the Flaming Lips. This is from the aforementioned Soft Bulletin record, a very big and popular record and a really good record. Here is Race for the Prize, one of their biggest songs from Soft Bulletin by the Flaming Lips. get to some lyrics here that is a master class on how to start like a fucking uh yeah that reminds me of like indie band uh, indie rock album reminds me of like uh my bloody valentine or something like yeah. that. oh like, yeah war warbly <laughs> like sounds like a too real kind of like like mm -hmm. a uh a, a wobbly vinyl record or something like mm -hmm. uh yeah, yeah. kind of reminds me of ryuchi sakamoto oh yeah yeah Rest in peace, one of the all-time greats. Uh, so yeah, here let's see if I can find a little bit of uh, some lyrics here towards the end of the song. Here's a little bit more "Race for the Prize." Yeah, great tune. That's some lush shit. Yeah, a lot of layers going on. There's some orchestral kind of, aspects. It's a, it's a big, big, big tune. Kind of corny lyrics, but when you know, like, this whole album is like a concept album about his dad, like, dying mm -hmm. of cancer. Very earnest. So it's all about, like, trying to be a, like, trying to find superpowers to, like, keep his family together and keep his dad's spirit alive, you know? And the song apparently was also a Oklahoma City Thunder fight song in 2012. Really? Yeah, he like he redid it. He oh. called it Thunder Up, Race for the Prize. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like to hear that version. Um, was, that was the course of the season where uh, right. LeBron 
Beat Let's hear some tool. Yes, yes. I know you're itching to hear some tool, Noah. So here is. I don't think Noah listened to tool at all. Turn the run up. He was asking a <laughs> no, lot did. of questions about Dude, it. About not only about did I listen home, to tool, but I got after caught we, listening to tool. After we recorded our last episode, I was at my little local watering hole and I was playing pool <laughs> with this dude that's like a big old deadhead. And he put on a bunch of fucking tools. There you go, dude. Box. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> nice. That's what I'm saying. Well, let's get a little of that flavor going here. Here is pool to tool, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my plans later this evening. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Right now. I here, love is, pool. here is a little bit of 46 and 2 from the album Anima by tool. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> All right, some good riffing. Yeah, there. that sounds nothing like Radiohead. Right Kick them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man, but vibe, vibe-wise, it's hard to... Yeah. instrumental hold on a second let's find some more of this whole lot of instrumentals here. on this album yes and a whole it, lot of singing it's, it's a big album a very big album there's one part in particular let's see if i can cue that up ah, here we go Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. It is a lot. But you know, it's not terrible. It's not bad. No. It's pretty good. No. It's pretty good. No. And I'm not making a qualitative statement by picking tool. I'm just saying sure. They brought it more than the flaming lips did. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I will say that they're, they're a five tool band. Hmm. I will say that <laughs> four this, listening through their first three records as I did, I think of all of those three, I think lateralis is probably the closest to radio in terms of yeah. actual sound. Yeah, it's crossover. much more spacey and open than these ones. Mm-hmm. These ones are a bit more riff heavy, a little bit more yeah. uh, um, dense in that sense. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, I think in terms of execution, in terms of like, this uh, album in their does have like three or four like soundscapey, yeah. like interludes things too. Let's hear them all four. All four, it's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. All right. Uh, anyways, let's get this. Yeah, lips. Um, All right, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, Caleb, what's uh, uh, what say you? I'm a fool for tool, baby. I'm going oh. tool. All right, so it's up to me once again. Oh, shit. No, all good. Um, you know, this is actually kind of tough. I think I see both. Uh, both viewpoints here. I I agree that uh, you know, it, Tool may not seem like the choice, like the obvious choice right away. But when you start thinking about it, there's a lot of elements that they share with Radiohead. There's some you know intentions that perhaps they share with Radiohead, um, similar to the Flaming Lips. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of sound, I think neither of these bands sound directly 
you know, close to what Radiohead's doing, maybe in the sense that they're all rock bands, mm-hmm. but but even then, kind of they're all sort of doing their own thing and their own little kind of universes. You know, I was talking about the Flaming List directory and seeing how that seeing how that compares to Radiohead. I mean, obviously, it's a much bigger scale because they have like you know two twice as many records as Radiohead essentially. Yeah. So that took them a, a little while, maybe to, like three or four times as many. Yeah, so they took them a quite quite a while to get to that level, but you know they were steadily growing. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think though, I'm gonna go with my original call, which is the Flaming Lips. I think. Ooh. Yeah. So sorry, Toolheads, but I just think for Can my I money, bend your ear. Yeah, Justin Chancellor, the bass player, is English. Mm. So, so they're no, disqualified. No, no, that makes them more qualified. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I no, take no, that no. into consideration and um I still go with the lips. Okay. Sorry. Well, I put up a valued fight. Yeah. I think I mean look, I, I understand I get where you're where you're coming from. I get your point. I hey, the tool army out there, right. you guys know what to do. You know what to do out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, flood our email. We're going Gamergate like, style, baby. No, Caleb, I feel like, yeah, real Tool fans, real Radiohead, Radiohead fans know. But I feel like the Venn diagram between a Tool fan and a Radiohead fan is so far away at this point. Or, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. If you were a class of 2005, St. Joseph's. <laughs> yeah. Not here But we had yeah. less we had less choices. I think things maybe have gotten yeah. more polarized or But I think there's like, yeah, yeah, if like yeah. young kids are getting into Radiohead now, they they probably maybe not have anything to do with Tool. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think everything's so like identity focused too so now. Niche, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, and also there's not like a monoculture anymore, even by when we were in yeah. way back in 05. I mean, obviously yeah, yeah. it still existed to some extent, but, yeah. uh, and, it, but to, to a much more of an extent back then. Um, so we yeah. were definitely exposed to more, you know, uh, more of the same that, whereas now kids can find their own niches, their own, you know, they can, yeah. Or you would be get served yeah. whatever TikToks, you know, sure. they like. Or it is I guess like, like, you I said... like this tool song. I like this radio. Yeah. Song. It's all mm-hmm. music. I mean, it all speaks to the absurdity of this whole fucking exercise that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. You said monoculture, Adrian. And, I, and that was perfect word. That's what I was trying to like kind of grasp at was like tool shared a bigger piece of the monoculture with Radiohead. You know, and did it at both as like mm-hmm. at the time and, you know, into the, in, you know, further into the, the, the present too, for being just like a thinking person's trippy man. I don't know. That's basically mm. how to reduce it down. But totally. I see the yeah, lips totally too. They're, they're valiant winners, you know, and you give OKC the, the champion and actually they've been to the finals. So never mind. <laughs> but they, they need OKC needs a boost and some sort of playoff scenario scenario so yes shout out shout out all right so on to the cool so that is flaming lips are going to the finals baby Uh made to the show made to the big one nice all right let's see let's determine who they're gonna be facing facing off against this is gonna be another tough one i think wilco versus beach house 
be it. My heart is with Wilco, but my head is with Beach House. All right. Why? I don't know. Well, I listened to a lot of uh, Beach House recently. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you guys and on previous episodes, I kind of slept on Beach House. Yeah. A lot of uh, the time. But I feel like they are a direct line to Radiohead that Wilco no longer is. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she has that bombastic kind of voice. It's more ballad heavy. There are some kind of a uh, little electronic bleepy bloops here and there. But I feel like it, it, it captures like the emotion that uh, Radiohead is going for. I don't know. I feel like it's, uh, I think Wilco is more of a contemporary of Radiohead. So off the bat, they're like set up to win this tournament. You know, they are the deserving number one. But I, f- I feel like the last hyped band in the 2000s that kind of captured some sort of zeitgeist and some sort of heady pop intellectual sound. I think that Beach House has done that for more of a concentrated period of time than Wilco has at this time. Mm. Like Wilco being a dad rock band, I think almost disqualifies them from being an American Radiohead at this point. Like, I think those those two things don't go together anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There's sure. a bit of a, there's a bit of, yeah. Some, uh, like, if you're looking at a, like a graph, like the two lines diverge at a yeah. certain point, whereas with Beach House, there might be more. They're still parallel. going the same direction. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, that's that a makes really, sense. that's a really, yeah. yeah, that's a really valid point. Yeah. They just jacked a few threes. Sounds like <laughs> got some, uh, Got some stops. Landing a few punches here, yeah. Beach House. And, and also, <laughs> Beach House did a, a thing that Radiohead used to do, too. They would take a couple-year break and then just kind of mm-hmm. drop sure. something. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think people... A little bit almost, more measured with their... They also, did the, they also did the two records yeah. at the same time, right? Like, and I, released I, realized, after. I realized how big Beach House was when they they had been a little minute since they dropped something and then they dropped an album. Then they did a little like B sides kind of weird. Not even the B sides. It's, it's, it was a straight up yeah. similar to amnesiac where it was like, yeah. this yeah. isn't even B sides. This is just yeah. the Four other album. Yeah. The other I half of this it. record. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. spiritually similar. Yeah. Um, and then like vocal, I think song structure wise too, huh. they're very similar. I would say. Mm-hmm. As, as a whole, the... I mean, Radiohead does a lot of different weird songs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More so experimental I, songs, but I would say post. Average. Yeah, I would say post 2010, Radiohead and and Beach House have a lot in common, right? I think, especially that last record, Moonshaped Pool, very much in kind of the the kind of you know silvery Beach House kind of dreamscapey kind of thing versus you know some of their radio's earlier stuff is more rocking and then more electronic and then kind of in the middle and more noisy 
But I think eventually they landed on, yeah, something that's kind of more refined. And Beach House is very much kind of a refined sounding band. But, you know, not in terms of like they sound like, I don't know, posh or something like, the you know, uh, it's just that they European. They do sound, but the, yes, they sound sophisticated in a way. They sound well. Victoria is strong. <laughs> That's true. You know, they have a certain sophistication to them that that sets them apart from from other bands of their their generation and ilk. I think that they similarly live exist in their kind of own universe in a way that you know, that Radiohead does as well. Yeah, and I think that again, like you, you can you can hear like a snippet of a Radiohead song and kind of know it's a Radiohead song. Similarly to Beach House, you hear a snippet of a Beach House song, and you kind of know, you oh, know, yeah. when, when you hear those kind of those super heavy reverb guitars with the, you know, the the whatever old, old kind of synthy, chimey um, oh, yeah. piano, like it's, uh, you know, you kind of just immediately it's Beach House, and it sounds great, and you know, yeah. which isn't to say that they haven't developed their sound because they've evolved it quite a bit while staying within their sort of you know, their established sound. Go ahead. No, sorry. Remember, I think, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I remember there was a time in like the yeah, early mid two thousands where there was this weird insult that people would lob at bands. They would say all their songs sound the same. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like, yeah. What? Like that is the point of being <laughs> a band. Right. If all your songs yeah. sound different, you'd be a fucking weird joke band or something like. Yeah, a cover band or something. It'd be like Weird Al. Even Weird Al songs all sound the same in their own way. You know, like mm-hmm. you'd be. But do you remember that? They'd say that about. Oh yeah, totally. And I feel like that's like a lazy criticism you could lob, at. Uh, well, I think that criticism house, says right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that criticism They're says more about the change. person making the criticism than it does about the band. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, you maybe don't either get this band or get how this shit works. You know, or you just, yeah, or, 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 or I was just going to say, I, or they're just like, I only approach things surface level and I don't dig yeah. into like what this actually is. Cause like if you're approaching it that way, then yeah, superficially, like these songs can kind of all blend together. But when you get into it and start listening to them and actually, diving into the records like there's a lot of variety within this i mean every record kind of has its own palette and they you know they they make the most out of that with their rather limited i mean it's the two of them and they're joined live by a drummer basically and that's about yeah. it and so you know it's it's it, they're working with very specific uh sounds and, and tools um well, sorry sing, Caleb, yeah, and anyone who knows there. Sing basically oh no no, no. The same and anyone who knows about a band is like when a band gets together they're like yeah i want to do like these three or four things you know like i want to sound like this band i want to bring this energy from this you Mm -hmm. know from this place i want to incorporate this it's like it's a pretty simple idea right that like a lot you gotta work you know and they do a lot of work prior to starting a band to like kind of distill that down to where you get to the point where you want to start a new project or something so it's just like within the formation of a band it it wants to sound like itself and it is like a more reduced idea of the vision nobody starts a band is like yeah, we'll see where it goes. Like, you know, maybe we'll do the salsa mm-hmm. song and then we'll throw in some hip hop. You know, nobody <laughs> yeah. like starts a band with the intention of being like, we're going to be just this, like, you know, the pinnacle of variety for a band, you know, like that's not really how bands work. You know, bands yeah. have no. a pretty good bands, 
certainly have a good idea of what they want yeah. to sound like. Sure. You I know, mean, like, like and it, whether every... they execute on that or not, yeah. you know, the, the results vary, but it's like the intention behind a band is to sound like a no. Band. Yeah. And Caleb, like, like every, that band. every successful band is a band with a sound that people like, but I feel like the criticism of like all their songs sound the same are bands like these vibey bands like yeah. Radiohead or Beach House or yeah have, or you know even if you were dumb you'd say like the Ramones or whatever like mm-hmm. all yeah. their songs sound the same like like all, a, a all of, the Ramones songs exactly. hitting on like a, a very specific <laughs> I mean, some of them are literally the same song but that's yeah. a, very, okay. a very specific vibe every single time yeah yeah especially sure. lyric yeah. lyric and vocal wise yes like yes. they kind of hit on same themes same kind of mm-hmm. vocal tricks and you know but i like that stuff but you know. no i'm I'm into it yeah i, I love like bands with just like a, such a distinct sound you know mm-hmm. yeah and so i guess where i where i diverge with you know about beach house not like i think beach house is a cool band they're, they're yeah, dope the, like the i've really enjoyed singer you don't like <laughs> no 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 it's um it's it's in terms of like what I think of a band that would call the American, I think of like scale and you know mm-hmm. ambition within albums and stuff. Um, yeah. not to diminish like you know the output that Beach House you know has put out, they definitely, but I just think their sounds just a little too insular and minimal, you know, whereas Wilco is a bigger band a bigger sound and they're more varied within their albums and kind of set out to make these statement albums you know and where the statement is like we're creating the great american rock album you know and they by incorporating more like americana and like singer songwriter elements to it too and i feel like that is like the spirit of what people say Radiohead's is, you know, it's mm-hmm. like these big statement albums where it's like an elaborate set of ideas and sounds and it's just kind of epic in scope, you know. Um, when I think of Beach House, I don't really think of that. You know, I think of it's mm-hmm. more kind of lower stakes in a way, in a you know, in a good way too, you know. Yeah. And that's not a that's not a like a negative judgment on them or anything, but it's like an indie movie versus like a big tentpole movie, like yeah, with Tom Hanks or yeah. something. Like, like yeah, they both have their merits. And we both they're both great, but yeah, one is just working in a different at a different yeah. It's like than... a Steven Soderbergh movie versus like a PTA movie, right? Right. It's yeah. like perfect. Exactly. <laughs> one works on kind of a more intentionally limited scale, and the other one's like, no, this needs to be a little bit more grandiose. Yes. And yes. yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, just to put another little shot in there for um, for Beach House, I feel like Beach House captured a like a little five year vibe there. Where in the I don't know what would that be like two thousand seven to like two thousand ten yeah. or something. Like they yeah they did a great like job a soundtrack vibe. to a couple summers or a couple they winters did a good vibe or, management you know, job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think Radiohead hasn't had that in a long time, and neither has Wilco in a very long time. That's true. That's true. But I would say, like, yeah, maybe Radiohead that like a three album run, like 
Kid A and Amnesiac. I'd put that together. I would say Beach House has had a single run of albums. They haven't mm. had any dips. Like people mm. go nuts for it. The quality control is huge. Some think, might say that their newest album is the dip, but I disagree. I like that. I like the newest one a lot. What year is that? Pretty one? Good. that one, Last uh, year. Oh, mm-hmm. oh shit. Well, that's a knock for me because I probably didn't listen to that one. It's not. I mean, it's definitely you know. They have a lot of albums. I didn't realize they had from them last year. Yes, yeah. they they do. They it's more than you would well remember so or think. I lost. <laughs> no, no, that's no, fine. You, I haven't listened yeah. to the newest Wilco albums or anything. Actually, I have. I we just got on vinyl. Yeah, Whole country. It's well, good. Wilco's but it's a country album. Be good, right? I think. I think all well, aside from Tool, I think all the bands that we had that made like the top eight, you might not love their latest album, but you always know it's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. it's worth a listen at the very yeah, least. Uh, yeah. Worth, yeah. A, worth a listen, and probably in like, you know, 10, 15 years, you know, you'll probably think it's all kind of good. Like, yeah, with, uh, you know. We're a little less pressure to make a great follow-up album. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I want to say that's for all of these bands in the tournament. I'm not going to listen to that Kanye uh, like gospel album. <laughs> but maybe yeah, I would. Actually, maybe I would. Maybe I was like, as yeah, a everybody's going to come back around. <laughs> you, you just wait and see. I mean, have like those Bob Dylan Christian albums gotten a lot of like play? I know people have like, they've been released and stuff. That as is box a sets. reclamation. Yeah, but, yeah uh, there's a bit of that for sure. Uh, what name? Let's go around the horn. Name like an album that's, I don't know, old that you think needs a reclamation. <laughs> hmm. Something that nobody talks about, but you listen to. Any uh, got, era or just from this era? Just any era. I got one. The uh, Little Wayne, the prom queen album the uh what was it called uh invisible or something is that the The guitar one his rock rock album yeah it's good (laughs) i think yes it's very good (laughs) okay uh i don't remember it being that way but uh, i'll take your word for it it's called give me a second here that was an early um youtube is it rebirth is it that rebirth, one rebirth yeah that, that was a, remember the, an early youtube sensation is the him playing guitar <laughs> and someone's like is he even play, like you can hear like two girls talking to each other or whatever it's like is he even playing does he know how to play guitar <laughs> that's a good video classic so yeah an album that needs a that needs a, a reconsideration you know two summers ago before my son was born I was listening to a lot of jewel pieces of you and um, that's a good pop record. That's like a good, like, I know she was like trying to reach like the blue, you know, like Joni Mitchell, like ring with that. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not saying this is good as blue, but well, you know, it's mean... a seriously well done, put together album. There's probably some cringy, sh- pretentious shit on there, you know, if I listen again, but I think that album needs a reconsideration, you yeah. know, I could see that. Yeah. I, I agree. I got it on vinyl. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, well, it was uh, reissued on vinyl in recent years, was it not? I yeah, yeah. Well, I think we got it like on Amazon or something. So nice. yeah, this is a new one. You know, this one, this one's gonna sound kind of funny, but we've also mentioned it before. I think is uh, is that Zwan record? It's, oh, nice. Okay, it's underappreciated. It's 
kind of ridiculous, but I mean, it's personnel also wise, good. it's kind of hard to not yeah, want to reconsider it's, it. It's it's pretty stacked with people that yeah. you know. I mean, you got Dave Pajo, you got you know, obviously you got Billy Corgan, um, Matt Sweeney, Matt Sweeney, yeah. you know, uh, one of the all time great uh, indie guitarists, yeah, uh, totally. and you know, um, oh, what's the bassist? What's her name? I can't. Has has less than less than than, yeah yeah I mean the it's a it's a good record I think it was unfairly maligned and unfairly compared to the pumpkins and some of their other Mm -hmm. other artists at the time but I I liked it I I listened to it not too recently within the past few years and it was just always a record I'm like this this seems better than what people make it out to be yeah and I think that it's slowly starting to get reclaimed a bit but I think it it, it deserves the full reclamation at this point um, yeah and it's it's also a record that's hard to find you can't even stream it anywhere or, you know I think you kind of have to buy yeah. it if you want to listen to it and was in which band too. what's that what band was Les Patchett in with that's Has relevant it. to this tournament. Oh, she was in a perfect circle. Yes. With our old bow, Maynard James Keenan. Yes. Maynard. Um, yeah, Billy. We all love him here. Billy Corgan. <laughs> we love his antics. We love, I love him, when he, we I love love him being on, on Adam Fancy. Jones. Yeah. I love seeing him on InfoWars. Right. Or on Alex Jones. <laughs> we'll cut all that out. So. No, this is good. Uh, no, that's a good question. Great. Um, um all right so let's <laughs> let's take a listen to unless do you guys have any i mean we've talked pretty extensively about yeah, local. I, mean, I feel like we don't really need to no rehash that but uh, you know i mean obviously they're a big band meant a lot to all of three of us to our extended circle of friends and um one of the one of the all-time classic bands for us but very cool yeah it's weird I mean, that they're both a definitive dad band and a very cool experimental like 2000s band right it's so it's yeah that's two lives they're what you might call like the american radiohead in a lot of ways <laughs> well well shit yeah they're the <laughs> gen x neil young or... oh there you go kind of let's hear them uh shall we so here is a little bit of via chicago from wilco's album summer teeth one of their more beloved tunes here is that. Crush of veils and starlight. Just seem to always pick the instrumental part. All right. Yeah. Rest my head on a pillowy star and a cracked door. Yeah, getting a little noisy there. Very, very young Neil style guitar playing. So I had a thought. Wilco can always cover a Radiohead song, and Radiohead can always cover a Wilco song, and it would feel natural, I think. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's well, accurate. I'd, I'd like to hear that. I could hear a Radiohead cover of Via Chicago. Yeah, for sure. Um, like them right, playing well, in Chicago, like, we got a little treat for you in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, this, is, this is one by our friend Jeff. Oh, hi, Jeff. Is, we love you, Jeff. <laughs> Booker T, all those Chicago cats. 
We love the blues. It's like rest in peace, Chad Bennett, or whatever that dude's name was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bennett. Hey, hey, we miss you, Jake. We, we miss right. you, Jay. All right, is, lad. Is Bennett in it? <laughs> all right, all right. Here is now. Now we're going to go uh, into Beach House. Here is Walk in the Park from uh, one of their big, big records, Teen Dream. This is Beach House. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be this if I wasn't thinking this real. Okay, here we go. Heavy Nico vibes on that one. Yeah, very Nico, very marble index. Oh, nice pull. Yeah. Uh, nice. A very marble index, babe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, I'll start this off. Uh, Wilco is. Well, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Noah's in the Wilco column. You know, it's a tough call. Like you're talking about beach house. I've definitely, definitely have them. It's for me personally has had them rise in the ranks here. I, uh, it's, you know, as much as I hate to say goodbye to beach house, I think, I think yeah, I got to go. Wilco. They're simple. You're right. They are, you know, beach house is great. And I think they, they, they hit a similar vibe to, to Radiohead, but they just don't encompass wow. the same things that Wilco. Yeah. yeah, it does. So yeah, I got to go with the uh, will comply. Yeah. Yeah. I will also go with Wilco. Well, unanimous. Uh, yeah. well, just, I lost the whole vibe <laughs> on, this, on this episode. Would you say that the vibe was <laughs> off? The vibe's off now. You got a vibe check and you got a vibe check throughout the pod too. You, know, you got to check your levels, vibe levels. All right. All right. Well, to there recap, it. folks, in the vinyl four, we had the Flaming Lips versus Tool. Flaming Lips took it. And then we had Wilco versus Beach House with Wilco taking it. So in the final American Radiohead showdown, we got the Flaming Lips of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma versus Wilco of via Chicago, Illinois. So it's a good match. It's a good match. It's a good match. And listeners at home, maybe your bracket looks like that. Maybe you should send it to us so we can compare <laughs> notes, make it a little interesting, shake things up a little bit, you know, So <clears throat> you're feeling about it. So yeah, next week we will come back and go head to head on the finals. Yeah. It's exciting. It. Yeah. Wilco versus flame lip. So in the mm-hmm. next week or so, two weeks, however long it takes us to put the next episode out, go you go deep into their catalogs, listen to all these bands, you know? Both bands got more than enough records to go around and really oh, yes. good records and different eras of records. And you can you can have some a lot of fun, you know, listening with stuff, you know. Yeah, maybe do you a do a dive, do a deep dive. Yeah. And I would even, you don't, I would even suggest some of the uh the uh 
Jeff Tweedy solo stuff too. Yes. You know? Oh, nice. Or, yeah. I, I was just going to say like, the, don't be afraid to, to jump into the, some of the ones that maybe don't get as much press yeah, or cred. Totally. Uh, there's some gems in all of those records. And some of them are a little bit more hard to say for the flaming lips, a little bit harder to listen to in terms of like, they're a little noisier and a little less poppy. Whereas Wilco's kind of always been sort of, uh, you know, kind of middle of the road there, but. Um, Except when they get trip hoppy. <laughs> yes. So yeah, please explore these two bands. There's a lot of great stuff there and let us know your thoughts. Uh, sorry. I didn't mean to uh, cut you off there, Caleb. Go ahead. No, 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 I was just saying there's a, the Tweety solo stuff's good. And does Wayne Coyne have solo stuff? Did they have uh, side projects? Listen to all the bands. That's yeah, all, I'm all of the side projects. Yes. Listen to some Uncle Tupelo. What is that one with uh, Miley Cyrus and my heady friends or whatever the hell that shit was? Yeah, listen to that. You can listen to, uh, was that Golden Fog Smog or whatever? That oh, Wilco, yeah. Illinois uh, super group. Loose Fur. Loose Fur. That's good stuff. Yeah, just have a fun little week of it. All right. All well, right. Looks like we lost Noah. So. That's that's all right. I think we can uh, sign off. Good a time as any to to take it on home. So thank you for <laughs> listening to the Vinyl Four. It's been a fun app. Could join us next week for the conclusion of the tournament. Yeah. Thank you to Kiki for our theme song. Uh, thank you to Adrian for all your stellar production work. Thank you, Noah, for being our spiritual leader for this tournament. And thank you to all of our listeners and followers. It's been it's been a hell of a ride. And we only got uh, one more little stop to go, and we're stoked for it. So, yeah, make sure you follow us at our socials. That's at Wacker Slaps. That is on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Uh, give us an email shout at wackerslaps at gmail.com. For Noah and Adrian, I'm Caleb, and this has been Wacker Slaps, the American Radiohead Championships. And as always, I leave you with the eternal question of what made Milwaukee famous Radiohead? Who is the famous, who is the Milwaukee Radiohead and why are they famous? There you go. Yes. That old chestnut. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. Bye.